Welcome back to the Dealmakers Podcast Show with serial entrepreneur Alejandro Cremades, best-selling author of The Art of Startup Fundraising and co-founder at Panthera Advisors. In this podcast, we ask our guests about their successful acquisitions and financing rounds. Hey guys, so just a quick overview here on Panthera Advisors, as I think it might be of value to you. So Panthera Advisors exist in order to help founders that are in the process of raising capital or get their company acquired. I actually started the company out of incredible frustration because during my entrepreneurial journey, which involved building, financing, scaling, and exiting companies, I could not find a resource that was founder-friendly and I could not get the type of support that I was seeking. So as a result, I made a ton of mistakes along the way. So if you're looking to raise capital, or you are looking to get your company acquired, or just need some sound financial planning, and you're looking to get the best possible outcome in the shortest period of time, feel free to learn more by visiting us at pantheraadvisors.com, or just reach out directly and shoot me a note at alejandro at pantheraadvisors.com. Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome to the Deal Maker Show. So today we have a very interesting founder, you know, a founder from Brazil. So I think that we're gonna be able to learn a little bit about the market there, about how to start, how to build that resilience and to keep going even if things don't work out and 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 how to turn something around into something incredibly meaningful. So I guess without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guest today, Geraldo Thomas. Welcome to the show. Nice to meet you, Alejandro. It's a pleasure being here. So born in Rio de Janeiro or uptown Rio de Janeiro. So how was, how was life growing up there? Uh, it, it is, you know, uh, Alejandro, this, this emerging market, if you, for this informational, information technology uh, uh, industry, if you have the right study, it doesn't matter where you're born. That's, that's how, what I believe. And, and yes, I'm very proud of, being born here. I'm very proud of being born in Brazil. And I'm very glad that I had the chance to have a very nice uh, study in this country. And, I, and I, I'm ready for the world. Very cool. And I understand that your father also an entrepreneur. So I'm sure that you were able to learn quite a bit from him too. Especially the resilience, I would say. So what kind of entrepreneur, uh, uh, you know, your father you know my, my father and mother they they have a school together uh for more than 35 years and and i i've i've grown studying at, the, at their school and also learning from their mistakes and their their opportunities to 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 increase to to increase the company and the threats that they had in, in the, while they were growing this school in in uptown rio and what did you learn there, like from the ups and downs? Uh, I, I learned that I, I think I learned the consistency of an entrepreneurship. And it's not a business, it's not a job that you can celebrate and be depressed all the time and every day. It's, if everything is going fine, you keep moving. If everything is going bad, you keep moving. Uh, that's that's the main lesson that I got from my parents uh, while I was a child. Like they they just keep moving uh, in the good moments and bad moments. So then, why did you go and study 
engineering? You know, I, my, I, 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 as most of uh, teenagers, don't have a clue what is being uh, a professional, what is like being a doctor or an engineer or, or a lawyer. I was, I was uh, like everybody else, I had no clue of what I, I wanted to do. And I understood that doing engineering I would increase the possibilities of my life. I would get more strength to choose what I wanted to do later. And because I, I had this, I think, feeling that I wanted also to risk myself and move and create my own business. So then, so then let's talk about going into university. I know that you did an internship at a bank and it was uh, quite impactful. So what, what happened there? Uh, you, you know, uh, you, you want to, you want to create a, your life. You want to build your life and uh, in a way that you increase the options as you move forward. Right. And, and then I, I entered the, in this engineering school, but at the same time, two years later, I started an internship in a bank. Uh, it's not a, a bank to build cars, but I, I was I was doing mechanical engineers, but still working in a bank because I also want to increase the possibilities of my life. Uh, I went there. I went there to to work in a quantitative models for the. the external debt for the Brazilian uh, co companies and government. Uh, it took a year creating models, creating mathematical models for us to trade and, and doing the arbitrage against these debts. Uh, but once we started, a, year, an, an, a month later, uh, we had the Russian crisis. And this crisis just destroyed and imploded all this market. Uh, all of a sudden, my internship was gone. I had nothing uh, for my internship work. I had to move areas. I had to learn a new thing. Uh, and this, this is the most important learning that I had in this bank because I understood that, you know, like if you're learning, you, go, you move forward no matter the environment. Uh, my environment at that time just exploded and I, I moved forward. Yeah. No, I totally, totally agree there. And I know that during this time as well, you eventually met who happened to be your co-founder. So, uh, so tell us about how you guys met, how you guys started, you know, like to think about the world, the future together and, and how you brought your, your baby to life. This is this is a good question. Uh, Mariano, the co-founder, he started the college with me. Uh, we both like it like until today uh, doing spur fishing, uh, like fishing uh, fish under the sea, and and we we became very good friends because of the college and because of this com this uh, common hobby hobby that we had. He also went to this bank, and we were very close. And when I when we finished college, we started the, the business that we have today. Not in the same shape, but we started our venture when we finished college. Got it. So then, so then, tell me about you know starting the business, and you know what was that process like? Uh, Alejandro, we, I I um, I graduated in the year two thousand. Uh, the year 2000, uh, you must remember, we had the 
bubble uh, of the internet. And at the same year, we had the bubble burst. Uh, But we, me and Mariano, we founded the company, an internet company, when the bubble was there. And six months later, the bubble was not there anymore. Uh, But we had our business, we were starting, we were seeing the opportunities. And we moved forward. We didn't give up at that time. Uh, you know, like I, I, I had this this lessons from my my fa- my parents. I had this lesson from the bank. Uh, when everything explodes, you just move forward. And 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 that's how it started. Me and Mariano, we wanted to be in this shaky world, in this world with risk, and and because there was risk, there was. Like, like big rewards that we could capture in the future. And we just jump in there with no previous knowledge, with no previous experience. We just jumped. And and I guess, obviously, now we're going through another challenging time. So I'm sure that you learn a lot from, from, from starting a business in, in such a difficult situation or environment. So I guess, what were some of the challenges that you experienced then? Uh at, at that time, uh, you talk about the, the current time of, of, of our society, right? The COVID and all this stuff. It's actually very interesting. Yeah, because, Geraldo, there's probably a lot of people that are listening now and, and really thinking about starting their own business and, you know, perhaps dealing with the same problems that you were dealing back then. So I guess what were some of those issues and, and how did you overcome them? Uh, Alejandro, this is... This is very good, uh, a good question because now it uh, this this crisis that we we're moving forward. I I, I will have the, a presentation with my team uh, an hour from now, and I, I I got a quote from Churchill like if we're going through hell, keep going, right? And and this is what is happening right now. Every one of us uh, keep going uh, if the entrepreneurs are. Uh, are thinking about creating a business, they should, they should keep going. And that's what we did uh, in the year 2000. Uh, the year 2000, we were very excited with the opportunity that we had. Uh, it was not an e-commerce platform. It was, uh, it was a textile marketplace, uh, like a fashion marketplace. We had no idea how to do it, but we were excited on doing it. And after the bubble burst, uh, we... You know, like we, we, we are, of course, we thought about interrupting the venture, but, but it was not an obvious decision. Uh, by the time the bubble burst, we were already poisoned by the, by the poison of the entrepreneurship. Uh, we, we had seen opportunities. We had seen a future together, a future that we could get very good fruits. And at, after we saw that future, you know, like, current mud that we were going through, it doesn't matter because we are seeing the light that, that was expecting us in the other side of the mountain. And, 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 and we did. And the, the, at the time, the internet was, was growing a lot, like it was from zero to a lot of things. Uh, and, we had a lot of other opportunities. We had a lot, a lot of other uh, ideas that most of them went wrong. And some of the opportunities 
gave the sufficient money for us to keep moving forward. Uh, you know, we are we are based in Brazil. We were born in Brazil, and this venture capital market is here for for less than I would say maybe five years. 20 years ago, there was no venture capital in Brazil. We, we had to learn and to move forward with our own proceeds. I mean, our customers' proceeds, not our own. Uh, the, and, and this enabled us to go from one venture to another venture to another venture. And while we were trying new things, we were building e-commerce websites. We were building real estate uh, company websites. We were building, I, I remember us building a, a TV show fan website. Uh, they, uh, even that, so, so that we had a little money for us to live and also to invest in, in this new other uh, idea that we had. Uh, we had, I would say maybe during these eight years that we we were trying to build a internet business, we might have had maybe six or eight ventures that we tried at that time, like related but different uh, focus. Uh, all of them went wrong. All of them didn't work. Uh, it we what keep us what kept us moving was that after the one venture got wrong. We got a, the uh, we 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 arrived at the other venture much more prepared to the next phase of our yeah. lives, and because it took like, it took literally eight years, Geraldo. I mean, we're talking like you guys got started in two thousand, and really you were able to turn the corner in two thousand and eight. I mean, were there people telling you? I mean, even your family, hey, Geraldo, just give up. Are you guys nuts? What are you doing? Especially my friends. You know, like all, all of your engineering friends, they were working in high in high class banks. They were working in nice engineering companies. They were fine. They were getting married, and we were there. Like uh, we we were there, not sure that we would have the money for the next month. Every month was like this. Every wow. month we we didn't have. We didn't have the money for the next month. And we keep moving. And, and it was, there was very decisive moments on that. Uh, there was some moments that we decided, if this doesn't happen, we will give up. We will go for a job. We will uh, declare ourselves adults, not uh, irresponsible teenagers anymore. And <laughs> like for, <laughs> for the... But three times that it happened, uh, the one thing that we were thinking as the condition of us moving forward, magically, it happened. Like our first agreement uh, with a customer happened in 2001. And all of a sudden, we, we got the energy back to keep moving. Uh, we, we had some some moments in our in our path that we were with a lot of doubt that if we should move forward or not. But when we stopped it and we, we were looking to the side of, of our colleagues and we were we had the feeling that we were learning more than them. 
we we had a more you know a more lifetime experience than them. Like these eight years for us were more intensive than it was for them. I mean, no kidding. Eight years, you know, almost running out of cash every single month. I mean, I'm sure that you guys also lost like 20 years of your life from the stress, <laughs> no, from, from that craziness. But but I know that in, in, in 2008, Geraldo, there was like a big moment. There was like a, like a turning point for you guys. I mean, we're talking about the uh, biggest company in the world uh, hiring the smallest company in the world. Like, like what happened? That's what happened. Uh, the, in 2008, uh, the Walmart Brazil was looking for a group of people to 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 do the website. Uh, it would it was gonna be the second Walmart website in the world. There was the Walmart.com in US, but all over the world there was not not another website with the label with the brand of Walmart, and we were going to be the second one. Uh, the we and and we they 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 looked for us and they said, "Come on, we are we want to do it. We want to do it fast. Uh, we lost some time here. We we don't have any time to to lose anymore. Do you do you want to build this website?" And then we said, "Yes, we had the experience. Uh, we have the grit to do it." and and then Walmart said, okay, I will test you. Uh, it took one year for them to test us, test us in features, test, test us in scalability, in knowledge, in commerce knowledge, in everything. And we won the, the bid, we won the contract. Uh, after eight months, uh, we launched the walmart.com.br website, uh, a very important uh, milestones for our lives, for our company. Uh, after that, uh, we knew we had an asset uh, in our shoulders. We were responsible for building the second uh, Walmart brand website in the world. And, and then it, we started a different phase in our lives. Very cool. Very cool. So, for the people that are uh, right now listening, you know what ended up being the business model of Vtex. Since there, we uh, we it took us like 2008 and 2009, uh, two years uh, as mostly working for Walmart because the website was growing very fast. Fast, and in 2010 we decided that we were gonna be this soft-as-a-service e-commerce platform. And that's what we are until today. Uh, the business that we have today is started in 2010 because of this, this great Walmart case that we did. Uh, this new phase, uh, you know, like our, our life is very, it's divided in, in very uh, clear different phases. Uh, the first 10 years looking for the, a demand. And then from 2010 to 2016, like almost getting killed before of the demand. Because we, we were starting this, this e-commerce platform software. The demand was huge. 
and we had very little investment available at, at in our region to, to, to make sure we were capturing all the demand that was being generated. Uh, this, this was the beginning of this next phase. Got it. And obviously, I mean, what a what an amazing phase, you know, and, and, and what an incredible journey. I mean, you guys have ended up raising money from, you know, some of the most uh, well-known investors in the world. I mean, how much capital have you guys raised today? Uh, in last, uh, last year, end of last year, we raised $140 million from SoftBank and two Brazilian private equities with, that had very good reputation in our region. So yes, uh, all of a sudden we were like this zero revenue, uh, uh, zero revenue a company, and and we it took us ten years to find our path, and when we found it, yes, it was a difficult but very exciting journey until today, and 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 last year we got this investment from SoftBank, and we are now preparing ourselves to this new phase of our company that will be uh, like this. We'll have this global expansion. Not only we will serve Latin America, but we will serve a lot of other countries as well. So what would you recommend? Because I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening now that are thinking about, you know, maybe they've had that global mindset or perspective for a while and, and perhaps they're thinking about, you know, replicating whatever they've done that is working in their current geographic location and perhaps launching it in a in a different you know a, a part of the world so so what kind of advice would you have for them uh my advice is that they we are all capable of getting high quality information to build high performance company uh because of this information technology era that we're living uh there is what whenever people are whenever the entrepreneur are, we have the same opportunity of everybody else uh, because the information is available and the market is available as well. Uh, the, and what, so what is, what does, is the differentiation as entrepreneurs? I would say that the differentiation is have a very obsessed and clear view of where do you want to be in the future. This is, this is what drove us, I would say, for these 20 years. Uh, me and Mariano, we were sure that there was this uh, uh, space for us in the market uh, because we were building uh, different technology. We were building software as a service in, in, a, in, a, in an era that nobody was. Uh, we started with this software as a service ideas since the year 2000, for example. Uh, everybody talks about this now, right? And, and we were fascinated by this since 2000. Uh, and, and because we had this obsession about building a software-as-a-service business, we, we were resilient to go through the crisis. We were resilient uh, when there was... Uh, uh, there seems to be no light in the end of the tunnel. And we were very uh, consistent when we had this uh, euphoria moment that we were living. And 
somebody else is asking us, do you want to sell the company? And then we said, we might, we might want, but not now because we're seeing a much bigger future ahead of us. And I, I think, I think every entrepreneur should go for it. Like they should build a very clear view of what is the future that they envision. Uh, I think this is this is the most important thing to for a su- successful company and entrepreneur. And let me ask you to follow up on that. You know, if you were to go to bed tonight and you wake up five years from now and you wake up in a world where the vision of Vitex is is completely realized, what does that world look like? Oh, very good question. So this in five years from now. We will make the software provider that will enable the merchants to sell to anywhere, from anywhere to everywhere. And this, you know, this real omni-channel experience, this real, what we call unified commerce experience, that's, that's something that everybody says that it exists, but it really doesn't exist as we see it. We see a much uh, more revolutionary and, and uh, way of consumer buying from retailers and brands. Uh, we, in five years from now, we will have find a way, found a way to crack the code on attracting, training, and retaining a diverse team of high performers. Uh, you know, everybody says about software engineer, the scarceness of software engineers in the world, right? In five years from now, we at Vitex, we will build the environment for them to be abundant. There will be a lot of them. will be a lot of them because we will help the training of them. Uh, the in five years from now, we will also build a software that is not only software, but is a network of the retail. Uh, and the network is much more powerful than building a simple software that automated processes and handles and store information. This is the software of the future that doesn't exist today as well. Uh, the and we, 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 we are building this next generation approach for software. It is not a software consulting company, a, a software that sells hours of development. It is a software that encapsulates knowledge inside of it. And because of that, it's much easier to use and have must much faster time to market. That's the software that we envision, and that's the world that we're envisioning uh, five years from now. We will accelerate the commerce transformation of the world. Very cool. And I guess, you know, for the folks that are listening to get a better understanding of perhaps how big the business is today, I mean, how many employees, say, do you guys have and any other, you know, info, you know, that you're willing to share? Of course. We, we current, we're growing a lot in terms of employees. We, in 2017, beginning, we were 150 employees. Uh, today, we were, we are more than 800 employees. Uh, the, the company is growing more than 40% every year. Uh, today, uh, this year, 
we might uh, uh, have a revenue of more than seventy million dollars uh, as a, with a, in a soft as a service revenue, like recurring revenue, uh, and we we expect to be a much bigger company from now, from 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 five years from now. Like this is just the beginning. Wow! And how how do you do that? I mean, going from one hundred and fifty employees to 800, over 800 employees in like, uh, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's remarkable. And I'm sure that, I'm sure it keeps you up at night, you know, like how to keep the culture together. So, so how are you thinking about doing that? The, the, there's a lot of things that, that are going, uh, that we're changing and transforming ourselves a lot. I, I, I used to say that we are trying, we're making the effort to transition from the entrepreneur to the actual CEO. You know, like the CEO, the guy that gives the direction and communicate the, the vision of the company. Uh, and we are in this transition to be ready for this much uh, more scalable company that we're building right now. Uh, the, and, and the most important thing that we're doing right now is sharing this vision that me and Mariano have since 20 years. Now we're trying to make it clear for every one of these eight eight hundred people that are with us in this endeavor. Uh, that's that's right now is the most important thing that we're doing to make sure everyone is aligned and and being very performatic going into that direction that we envision. Got it. And you know, it's very interesting. You know, like what. The point that you alluded to, and I'm sure that you know a lot of the people listening, you know, are probably wondering, like, how do you really go? How that? How, what does that transition look like from going from entrepreneur to to CEO? You you go, you're gonna have to ask me three years from now because I, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you're in. You're still in it. <laughs> yeah. You know. You never know how it is while you transform yourself, right? You you, you have different uh, the the flaws and the advantages. It changes everything, and I think the experience is, is me, especially uh, me and Marielle, because of our history, uh, knowing to communicate much better, and knowing that there might be people that knows how to do it much better, much better, and find these people and attract them and share the vision with them. Uh, we are a hands-on entrepreneur until today. But, and this is not the future that we envision as, as the CEO. The, the future that we envision as, as CEO is that we will be hands-on. We will go into the details, but we will, at, we will also be, we invest a lot of our time, communicate the shared future of this company. That's that's how I see it right now. Got it. And one of the questions that I typically ask the, the guests that come on the show is, if you had the opportunity, let's say, to go back in time. I mean, it's been a hell of a journey, right? I mean, what an amazing ride. So, so I guess if you had the opportunity to go back to 2000, and give that Geraldo, you know, one piece of advice. You know, that Geraldo that is thinking about launching a business with Mariano, one piece of advice before launching a business. What would that be and why, knowing what you know now? 
Uh, I will. Uh, this is. I will say something that is just pop up my mind. Uh, I will tell this Geraldo from the year 2000. Don't forget to sleep. That's what I will tell him. Wow. You know, like sleep is a habit, and you know, like we as entrepreneurs, we just forget about this, and it it is. I think that I would done. I would do better if I was not captured by the anxiety that would prevent me to sleep and be more productive in the next day. That's so, so you just asked me, you know, like this is, but this is a very serious advice. This is yeah. not, I, I, I'm thinking a lot about this uh, lately. Well, you and many people, right? Because I think that before this was this this used to be like the mindset, and now you know you have people like Alexis Ohanian, you know, the, the co-founder of Reddit, you know, talking that that hustle porn is not the way to go. You know that if you don't take care of yourself, you know, your exactly. your body, I mean, it's like a machine. If you don't, you know, feed it and and you know and and, and give it what it needs, it's gonna break down, and nothing else is gonna matter. Yeah, and and also it gives you the false sensation that you are being more productive, but you're actually not. Yeah, you're just 100%. wasting energy. A hundred percent. So, Geraldo, for the folks that are listening, what is the best way for them to reach out and say hi? Oh, my! I think my email, Geraldo okay. at vtex dot com. Fantastic. I'm, well, I'm Geraldo, free to chat. go ahead. Geraldo at vtax.com Fantastic. Well, Geraldo, thank you so much for being on the Dealmaker Show today. It has been a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Alejandro. It was a pleasure. Very good conversation. Thank you very much. If you like the show, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. If you could leave a review as well, that would be fantastic. And if you got any value, either from this episode or from the show itself, share it with a friend. Perhaps they also appreciate it. So also remember, that if you need any help, whether it is with your fundraising efforts or with selling your business, you can reach me at alejandro at pantheraadvisors.com. You've reached the end of another episode of the Dealmakers podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to alejandrocremades.com. Thank you for listening and see you at the next episode.